Welcome to Regal's RightCast, where we share all things LIDAR. I'm Miranda Welke, Marketing Events Coordinator for Regal USA. This series features interviews with industry experts from around the world, innovative LIDAR applications, best practices, workflow advice, and even exciting news about hardware and software. The podcasts are produced by Regal at their North American headquarters, located in Central Florida, and available worldwide through our Regal newsroom on www.regal.com. Please visit our website to subscribe to the newsroom. Simply input your email address and click. It's that easy. The regal.com website is a great place to find detailed information on the many LiDAR scanning hardware, firmware, and software products that Regal provides or request more information or a call from a Regal specialist. In today's RightCast episode, we continue the series of LiDAR bathymetry and dive a bit deeper into the conversation. Please tune in as Michael Sitar sits down with Dr. Martin Fenningbauer of Regal Laser Measurement Systems to discuss how Dr. Fenningbauer got started in LiDAR, specifically bathymetry, as well as discuss Regal's airborne laser systems. Keep your eyes to the sky and enjoy today's RightCast. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to RightCast, Regal's podcast platform for geospatial topics and technologies. Today, I have the distinct pleasure to talk to Dr. Martin Fittingbauer, Director of Research and Intellectual Property at Regal Laser Measurement Systems. The topic we'll be exploring today is LiDAR bathymetry and Regal's latest bathymetric sensors and software for airborne data collection on manned and unmanned platforms. Dr. Fennigbauer, welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Tell me a bit about yourself. I understand you have an engineering background, but what has been your educational path? Actually, I'm an EI, so I studied electrical engineering. And after finishing my studies, I worked for the Institute of Communications Engineering at the Vienna University of Technology. Mobile communication was a hot topic at that time, and it would have been back then a logical step for me to specialize in this field. However, there was a vacant position in a group working on optical communication for the European Space Agency. And being interested in anything related to spaceflight from childhood on, the decision was clear for me to join this group. Space, the final frontier. I, I think space captures the imagination of so many young people. And speaking of frontiers and pioneering technologies, how did you get involved with Rigo and LiDAR? Yeah, so both uh, Dr. Riegel and uh, Dr. Ulrich, the uh, management at Riegel, maintain a good relationship with uh, the Vienna University of Technology. So after I finished my PhD, my professor there arranged an interview. And to my surprise, I found that Riegel was about to embark on a project for the European Space Agency which was exactly the line of work I pursued at that time. So as I never aimed at an academic career, it was an ideal opportunity for me to jump ship. My field of research at the university was free space laser communication, mainly between satellites or satellites and ground stations. The underlying questions of these applications are very similar to those of LiDAR. Hence, with regards to contents, it was not a big move to go to LiDAR. Well, we're certainly glad you did. You have been a big part of the Regal team for a number of years now. What is your specific role at Regal? In fact, I wear more than one hat at Regal. Most uh, 
topics are related with research and pre-development though. So I manage research activities and I also manage Regal's patent portfolio. Our activities in airborne laser bathymetry also stem from a research project with university partners. In that case, however, my involvement did not end when the project was done, but the topic somehow stuck with me. And now I'm also business division manager for airborne laser bathymetry. For our listeners' information, bathymetry is the science of measuring water depths and is an important component of the greater discipline of hydrography. How did you get involved with bathymetry from a sensor perspective? Well, the application had tempted us for quite some time, but the state of the art back then, and we're talking 10 years ago, were big systems which did not really fit into Riegel's line of products. The research project I mentioned before uh, ignited the idea of a dedicated shallow water instrument. A prototype of the VQ820G was the result of this activity. And then a couple of conference presentations and trade shows later, I found myself in a newly emerging field of LIDAR application and uh, also confronted with a very interested market. Well, it's certainly taken off. We now have sensors that are capable of being installed on virtually any airborne platform. What models or families of sensors are available for bathymetric mapping purposes within the Regal Airborne LIDAR products portfolio? So basically, we have two lines of products. One is the VQ880G series. Um, this is a family of uh, currently two products, two sensors, um, which are identical with respect to performance and operations, but differ in the form factor. The VQ880G Mark II with its long tube is best suited to be mounted uh, in a uh, gyro-stabilized mount in the hatch of a fixed-wing aircraft. Of course, it can also be used without the stabilizing mount. And the VQ880GH, um, H like helicopter, is built as short as possible to fit into the belly pot of a helicopter. But again, um, the performance is, is the same. In essence, the, the internal of both systems is identical. The other line of activities is related to smaller aircraft, the VQ840G, with its low weight and comparatively small form factor, can be easily mounted anywhere almost, especially on small aircraft, in small pots, uh, also on helicopters, gyrocopters, and especially also on UAVs. It is worthwhile mentioning that when operated within its designated and specific operational envelope, the VQ840G has similar or even exceeding depth performance compared to the VQ880G. One has to compromise aerial coverage though. Thus, to sum it up somehow, the VQ840G is ideal for smaller projects, while the VQ880G series is the instrument of choice for wide area surveying. Well, considering the size of bathymetric LiDAR sensors as little as only five to 10 years ago, it amazes me that surveyors have the choices they do now with respect to sensor size and performance. It really opens up what is possible when it comes to platform options. However, flying water bodies certainly has its own unique challenges. There are some specific aspects of bathymetric data collection that need to be considered. Can you give us a brief summary of what environmental or target conditions a surveyor needs to be aware of when optimizing LiDAR collection parameters and why? Well, generally speaking, bathy collection is more complex and asks for more planning than conventional, if I may say so, conventional airborne laser scanning does. 
In addition to the weather during acquisition, also the weather during the past couple of days has to be taken into consideration. And for rivers, on top of that, the weather backlog of where the river comes from has to be considered. Heavy rain or strong wind usually lead to a higher amount of sediment in the water and thus more turbidity. This applies for both coastal areas and also inland waters. For coastal projects, also the tidal activities should be monitored. Surface roughness as such, meaning wave conditions, is not as critical as most people think. Absolute still water with glassy surface is not ideal, especially for determining the water surface, and rough sea with white caps reduces the coverage as the laser does not or cannot penetrate the white caps and also the depth performance might be compromised. Anything between those two extremes is quite all right. Besides the atmospheric and water properties, so Turbidity in both media is, of course, not um, good for the measurement performance. So not only the turbidity of the water, but also haze in the air or moisture in the air um, compromises the performance. Also, the bottom reflectance uh, plays an important role. Dark rocks or vegetation will have a negative effect on the depth performance compared to, for example, white sand. Are there any best practices that you would suggest to ensure the collection of quality data? I mean, it goes without saying it, it's advantageous, of course, to have a good knowledge of the area to be surveyed. Um, if possible, as already mentioned, pick a time slot after long dry period without rain, um, then fly low and slow and be prepared to refly certain areas just in case. It is advisable to take this into consideration when setting up the financial and also the timing budget. Understood. Dr. Fenningbauer, what is different about Bathy LiDAR processing versus standard LiDAR processing for terrestrial targets? Bathy's sensors incorporate a green wavelength laser generally in the 532 nanometer range to penetrate the water column and obtain a range measurement from which a depth can be derived. However, it is not quite as simple as applying the speed of light constant in a timing device. Is there something more to the equation? The main difference is the additional step of refraction correction, which asks for having detailed knowledge about the water surface. So, after georeferencing the point cloud, one needs to identify the points from the water surface, generate a water surface model from them, and use this to correct all subaqueous points. Bryhydro supports the use in all three steps, of which the first one is by far the trickiest. Yes, I understand that identifying the land-water interface or boundary file is critical to obtaining an accurate depth map. What tools are used to maximize depth performance and increase data value? Generally, we use online waveform processing as the first choice for when processing uh, the LiDAR data. This gives an excellent and accurate result for the ground points, provided the waveforms from water surface and from the ground do not overlap too heavily. In such cases, or if we want to boost the performance a little bit or want to assist classification, we can use full waveform analysis, which uses the entire waveform and finds parameters for water surface, water column, and water bottom in a joint calculation. This has the advantage of uh, providing an inherent pre-classification of the points and gives higher accuracy of the water surface, which then facilitates an improved refraction correction of the points. 
we often hear the term waveform averaging. Can you explain a bit of what that is and what is the benefit? Yeah, waveform averaging can improve the depth performance at the cost of spatial resolution. So combining the waveforms of several consecutive laser shots increases the signal-to-noise ratio of the stacked waveform. This increase of signal-to-noise ratio can be utilized by lowering the detection threshold without reducing the measurement precision or without also increasing the false alarm rate, which then gives you an improved performance. Dr. Finningbauer, at a higher level, what is it about LiDAR bathymetry that is important to the community at large? Why do we need this type of instrumentation? LiDAR bathymetry is the enabling technology to survey coastal zones in their entity, meaning land and water, with high resolution and high accuracy. Compared to other techniques like sonar, any, anything shipborne, one thing is, of course, it's really fast when operating uh, from an aircraft. So from your perspective, how does bathymetry further our understanding of the geospatial world? I mean, understanding the morphology and changes, and especially the changes of water bodies in different of coastal areas or freshwater bodies, becomes more and more important. Increase in population, uh, industrialization, in combination with the climate changes we are observing, ask for more and more up-to-date information about these areas, and urban laser bathymetry plays an important role to provide just that data. Regal's renowned for its prolific sensor development and new product releases. How are industry trends affecting sensor development and innovation in the bathymetric space? Well, as I mentioned, the most delicate part of processing bathymetric LiDAR data is point cloud classification, and especially the identification of water surface points. Tremendous progress has been made in this field quite recently by employing machine learning techniques. Another page, miniaturization, is another field of constant innovation. When looking at Regal's latest sensor developments, presented at last year's Intergeo, for example, one can see that although LiDAR is becoming a commodity, there is still a lot of innovation going on. Okay, well, without giving away all our secrets, how do you see LiDAR bathymetry technology progressing in the future? LiDAR bathymetry as such has progressed a lot in the past years. While there has been a strict focus on depth in the past, spatial resolution has become an important parameter as well. LiDAR bathymetry has moved towards the inland waters and smaller water bodies, but also expanded to larger coastal areas. I expect this trend of diversification to continue. We will see more and more differing sensors with dedicated fields of application in the future. Dr. Fenningbauer, thank you so much for your insights. It was really great talking to you. Thank you, Michael. As a manufacturer, it is immensely rewarding to see firsthand the contributions and impacts that our technologies bring to the hydrographic community and to the geospatial community at large. The early sensors that pioneered the LiDAR bathymetry industry were so much larger with the first scanning sensors even installed on DC-3 aircraft. It is amazing to observe the miniaturization of that technology to the point where they can even be fitted to UAV platforms, enabling much broader application and use of LiDAR bathymetric data beyond simple coastal depth charting. As global sea levels rise and precious land resources become threatened or inundated, the demand for laser bathymetric instrumentation and their 3D topological data products is increasing. I don't know about you, but I am certainly looking forward to what is yet to come from Dr. Fenningbauer and the entire Regal team in the world of bathymetry and hydrography. Take care, everyone, and thanks for listening in. Mm -hmm.
Thank you again to Michael and Dr. Fettingbauer for taking the time out of your busy schedules to sit down and discuss LIDAR bathymetry with all of us. Very informative. And don't forget, you can subscribe to our RICAST anywhere you listen to podcasts and the Regal Ultimate LIDAR webinar series through our international newsroom on www.regal.com. You, the Regal users, give us the best stories to tell. We always appreciate your suggestions, so please send us your ideas or comments to communications at regalusa.com. And as always, have an ultimate LIDAR day. Until next time, Miranda signing off.